This podcast is brought to you today by Handjack Trucks. Handjack Trucks build some of the biggest, baddest trucks on the road today. Go check them out online, handjacktrucks.com. Behind the Break, the first ever Sporting Clays podcast. Past and current events. Interviews with some of the best. Product and shotgun reviews. All wrapped up in every episode, every time. We call it Behind the Break, and we're glad you're here. All right, so we're on Behind the Break. We've got a full table here tonight. Kevin DeMichael. Hello. Alex Clark. Yo, yo. And Andrew Wykey sitting next to me. Yo. All right, so let's get right into this. We've got a lot to discuss. we got David Radulovich coming on the phone a little later in the podcast. But the big topic for the week is the Northeast Regionals and the great weather. Yeah, yeah, great weather. Um, rain, rain, rain. Constant. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. So you could have swam. Yeah. Yeah, you could have swam. I saw sure. a video of a, a rabbit or something. Yeah, rabbits with rooster tails? With rooster tails. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy weather. Um, I had no reason not to be prepared because I drove there, but for some reason I didn't think I need to pack rain pants. Not smart, okay? You see the rain forecast and it's going to rain, be prepared. When you wear shorts? I had shorts. I had wet pants. I had. I did have rubber boots, okay? so Full of water? No, rubber boots are all right. All right. But, I mean, didn't matter what you did. You were going to get wet. Uh, main thing is uh, try to keep your gun from turning orange, getting getting too rusty. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was fun. Anthony and crew did a great job with the targets and handling the weather. And uh, they had great food. Um, we had a good time. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun up there. 700 people attended. Is that right? Did I see that right? Yeah, Somewhere around there. I yeah. mean, that's... That's big. Yeah, and probably had, I don't know the exact number, probably had 100 or so back out for the weather. Um, which, you know, it's understandable for some. We got some older gentlemen and women that probably didn't want to get yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, that. I saw pictures of golf carts with rain canopies on oh, them. Yeah. And, yeah. It's amazing what you can do with like a roll of duct tape, a tarp, and some tie wire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy. All right, we got Andrew in here with us, and Andrew is a big uh, youth shooter. He's very good at what he does, uh, and a lot of people in Georgia definitely know who he is. What's up, Andrew? What's up? How you doing? Good, good. What you got going on? I know you shot a tournament at the Meadows up in uh, Forsyth this past weekend, or did you? Uh, I had to shoot pre-registered because I had uh, helped Chad and ah, Ricky. Got you, got you. Okay. So basically he was just getting his registered targets for the uh, – Right, Georgia State. Right, uh, Andrew Which, shoots a lot of SCTP stuff, so they're not registered. Uh, Georgia State's in what three to four weeks? I don't know the exact dates. Middle of June. Yeah, done it. Right. Four City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I want to. I want to go there. I really do. I want to go. Never been to Four City. No, I want to uh, see that place. Good I mean, great, great place. Mm-hmm. Great facility. The, I want to see the new pavilion. I think I'm gonna spend a lot of time there. Are they? Oh, the food vendors. Oh, yeah. No, I'll spend time there too, but I'll I'll be eating under the pavilion. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it looks like they built a new one. I don't know. You haven't That's seen it. Yeah, I was down there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. The pavilion's there. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> and Zach. I, I, Zach shot right behind me up at Gamil last, whenever it was, last month. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed talking with him. Yeah, he, Zach's he, a good guy. He runs it, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they actually put in a uh, – I was down there a couple weeks ago at the Kriegoff Masters uh, skeet shoot uh, to get my gun serviced, and he took me around and showed me the courses. And they have uh, cleared out the roads, made them wide enough for – Heck, two cars to pass each other, put down gravel, 
uh, took mulching machines in, opened up a bunch of the stations uh, where, you know, you can do a lot more with the targets. It's going to be an awesome event. And they're also having the uh, Southeast Regional there. So uh, two big ones coming up down there at Far City. Be good stuff. Yep. I'm excited about that. I know Alex was also shooting at the Meadows trying to get registered targets as well. Wasn't you, Alex, or your dad was? No, I was with my dad. He needed a uh, – he was 50 birds shy, so I rode with him up there to get those. And – before you know it, we ended up shooting both courses. So he got plenty. Yeah, he got a plenty. Um, we danced around the rain, but well, had, right. did it rain time. last weekend? Rain. Oh, okay. I'll just check. Alex said you can shoot better in the rain if you take your clothes off. Yes, I took <laughs> everything off. That's what he said. I mean, it's weight reduction. <laughs> his glasses fog up. He's got to take his hat off. Then his glasses so fog up, he's got to take his glasses off. So then he takes his earplugs out. Right. Yeah. Oh, we won't talk about that. Yeah, you ain't supposed to talk about all that. <laughs> so, Andrew, what? Tell us about some shoots you, I, I guess, shoots that you've been to this year, right, or you're uh, going to. Yeah, we had the uh, Southeast Regional down at Forest City. I think it was about a month ago, maybe, and uh, I won high overall there. Actually, a really big shoot to win because there's actually, I think, maybe three states there, and yep, all around was a great shoot. Three states. So, what three states come? I think it Southeast was. States. I think I think there's only two. I think it was uh, Florida was there and Georgia. All mm-hmm. right. How many? Uh, do you remember how many shooters? Uh, probably around 200, 250, yeah. somewhere in there. Well, that's so, good. That's HOA, HOA, two hundred fifty shooters. That's good. I had to earn HOA. Had a shoot off with Tate, so that was. Tate Skipper. Tate's a big – he's another good shooter here from uh, Macon, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Real good friends with Andrew. And I'll have to say or have to agree that they both shoot very well. I believe you, Kevin, coaches. Yeah, we've we've, we've uh, been around, coach, shot together, all that kind of stuff. Actually, me and Andrew have been on a couple of road trips together. He's a great driver. Oh, yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is he the one that sits in the back seat with you? Well, see, well, we got to talk about Andrew here for a second. He's got extremely long arms, like – Jurassic Park kind of <laughs> um, so you know he can he can drive from the back seat literally you know as long as I work the pedals he can grab the steering wheel it's all good what is the furthest Kevin's ever made you drive Andrew uh, Oklahoma for sure what yeah like you drove to or from Oklahoma uh, all, all the way back Both. from Oklahoma yeah. and what, what and was li- Kevin doing and literally uh, before that Kevin his longest in- drive was 20 miles okay so <laughs> we couldn't even, even get to Atlanta well Kevin and Justin both, whenever the last two road trips we went on, they were both snoring the whole time. Well, that's what old guys do there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm surprised glad, they put on the old sleeping mask. I'm glad that you have taken over the reins of uh, being the chauffeur because I've made that journey. A few oh, times it's too. it's no fun for sure. Yeah. Oh, you did a great job. I, yeah, it was I appreciate a, it. Awesome job. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I'd hire you again. Yeah, we, we need, well, next year when the you know if the PSCA comes back, yeah, that's when Andrew likes to drive the best. Right, right. He yeah. drives the best when the PSCA sure. events are here. And yeah, he knows he's going because he, he will probably qualify for him and get to shoot against Rick Hemingway. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, uh, Lots of fun. It gets sawed off in the knees. You <laughs> cannot seven. shoot seven. against Rick. Rick loves it. No, yeah, you don't want to shoot up against him. He will not miss for sure. So, Alex, what you got coming up? Well – I don't know to be honest with you. Yeah, he's going. To the <laughs> I, I ain't got past this week yet. I mean, we're two, we're on Tuesday. I I couldn't tell you what I'm gonna do Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what you're gonna do Friday. We're going to eat lunch. I know that. 
Oh, maybe we're not. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure me and Justin got grounded yesterday from ever going to eat lunch again. All right, Kevin, you're yeah. up. About what? Lunch. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll yeah. see how much time you can kill. So Kevin's been fishing today. Yeah. And you said you caught a bunch of brim. We caught a bunch. The idea was we were going to catch enough bait to uh, bait a trot line, which we only need 25. And they got a little out of hand, probably caught 50 or 60 before I came here. Um, so we got the trot line baited. We'll go back in the morning, check it, see what we got on there. So I'll tell you next week if we caught a big one or not. What's the limit on those? On what? Brown? Yeah. As many as you can fit in a cooler, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how many did you catch? A lot. I don't know. Let the body count. Let the bodies hit the floor. That's right. Let the bodies hit the All right, well, that's enough about us. We're going to get into the call with David Radulovich and talk to him about his big win at the Northeast Regional. Coming up right now. We got David Radulovich on the phone with us right now. How you doing, David? Oh, pretty good, guys. How are you doing? Good. 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 What you up to? Where you at? Uh, well, I'm actually... Uh, home for the first time in about two months. Uh, I've been on the road quite a bit, but uh, so I'm just sitting here uh, waiting to talk to you guys all day. So I'm pretty excited to get the ball rolling. Yeah, I've been I've been kind of anticipating this conversation all day. Uh, Kevin's been fishing. Alex has been <laughs> I don't know what Alex has been doing. Painting cars. Painting cars. So anyway, <laughs> let's let's get into it. Let's talk sure. about the Northeast Regional up at. Eminem, Anthony Matarese's place. Uh, I heard the weather was great, and I heard the targets were great. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the weather was great. No, uh, I, I mean, I saw someone said this. I don't know. It might have been you, Kevin. Uh, but uh, you never really wish the kind of weather that we had on anybody. But if it's going to be on anybody, you hope that it's at the Matarese, uh place because they're really – I mean, the, they're so equipped to handle that. They're so prepared. They're willing to invest – um, you know, their profits for the shoot to make sure that, you know, their customers have a good experience there. And, uh, and it, and it turned out pretty flawlessly. I mean, it was, it rained every day. Anthony said, I think it was raining every day for a week straight prior to the event. It rained every day of the event, uh, except for Sunday. And, uh, so it was real wet, real muddy and, you know, <laughs> real enjoyable experience, I guess, if you like that. It kind of reminded me of duck hunting with all the ducks running around there. Right, right, yeah, um, yeah. If you want that to happen anywhere, it's with them. They, uh, they know how to handle those kind of situations. You're right; they're not scared to put in a little extra dollar to to, to take care of everything. And they did a they did a heck of a job. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the whole time we were there, I only saw uh, Anthony Senior unloading uh, gravel, leveling the parking lots. You know, I mean, it was a at night when you would leave one day it'd be a it would remind me of caney creek in 2016 in the parking <laughs> lots and you get there in the morning and it was flat and looked like it never had rained so right do we have to uh, talk about caney creek no that's kidding. not let's, <laughs> let's avoid that <laughs> yeah, let's avoid that well, they were hauling yeah. in gravel really? oh, oh yeah yeah, Truck yeah I, I think um D uh donna anthony's mom told me they had uh, six or eight trucks of gravel before the shoot started and they ended up buying like 40 more uh, or something like that. 
Uh, so, I mean, they had a lot of, a lot of gravel, a lot of, uh, bark mulch, a lot of sand and stuff. I mean, they were prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, they did a good job. <clears throat> I saw tractors on Facebook pictures that people oh, posted, yeah. you know, of them changing, looks like they were changing targets. they like, just got wet. Oh yeah. I and mean, just that, changing the targets. I mean, we're talking raining. I mean, it was. Yeah. Gamil cup style. Yeah. Gamil yeah. cup style. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. uh. So tell us about the uh, tell us about what you shot as far as the loads that you put into the gun. We want to hear about the new game board. Yeah, ammo. yeah, I'm really excited. We just got um, a game board. Finally, we got we got uh, new game board ammo in the country. The first time it's it's been here for a while, uh, and it, it's been exciting. A lot of people have had so many questions. Uh, you know, I'd like to get. Uh, hopefully this, and this could help with it. I'd like to get the, the word out there that, you know, you can buy it. Now you can just go to gameboreus.com, uh, and, and they'll ship it to you. But we got, uh, right now we have really two competition loads, one, um, practice load in, and we have the, the black gold, dark storm, the white gold and the Evo loads. Uh, I shoot, uh, pretty much strictly the black gold. Uh, I use one ounce, uh, seven and a half only. Um, it's about, uh, it's 1350 feet per second. Um, you can, the white gold is a one ounce or an ounce and an eighth, uh, at about 1300 feet per second. And I think the Evo is 1250. Uh, but it's, uh, it's an awesome load. Do they use uh, the proprietary, man, I wish I could talk Propri- proprietary, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. It's all right. We got uh, it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to attempt that word again, but no, right, right. we, uh, they use the, it's a diamond shot. Uh, uh, it's graded five times for, um, to make it, you know, perfectly spherical. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Actually, if you cut the load open and you look at it, the pellets are dimpled like a golf ball, uh, which is pretty amazing. It's kind of hard to see if you're not using a seven and a half because the shot size is smaller. But um, it's, it, I mean, it really is. It's simple like a golf ball. I, and I, I have honestly noticed a difference uh, in performance at longer uh, range shots. So um, the ballistics of it are pretty impressive. I mean, the, the, I've only ever used black gold in three tournaments in my life. Uh, and that was a 2017 World Championship in Hungary, uh, and then the Northeastern Regional here in New Jersey, and then the North American Feet Task here in New Jersey. Uh, so it, the, I mean, it's got some some awesome results so far. It means a little something to you, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I mean, it's it's one, it's really cool when you can use the ammo that you really believe in, you know. Uh, whether or not it's it actually is legitimate, a placebo effect is real, <laughs> you know. It produces results. So just the fact that, you know, I'm using the same ammo that I won the world championship with over here in the U.S. Uh, you get, you have a lot of confidence in it. And I know it's a, I mean, it's, you can't get a better uh, cartridge. Uh, you can't buy it. It's top of the line. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's, I love it. I'm really happy we can get it here and I hope that it succeeds and, and uh, you know, it has some longevity in the market over in the U.S. Yeah, I'd definitely like to try some. Not that I yeah. hit anything with it, but I'd like to try some. Uh, <laughs> Um, I saw on Facebook where you were hiding shell yeah. boxes. Yeah, right. David, little secret. Right. Um, so you got to hide stuff where people can find it. Um, <laughs> you probably, 
<laughs> probably shouldn't hide it so good you can't find it yourself. Um, <laughs> Did you go back and get them? <laughs> no, I didn't. I left that for Anthony to do, I think. <laughs> right, right, uh, right, right. No, so what I was doing was I, I hit a bunch of the black gold boxes uh, throughout the course and in weird spots, partly for marketing, you know, because you're, say, you're driving up to a station, you see a, a box of black gold in a tree and you, and you think, well, what in the world is that? You know, and then you go over and look at it. But then also to just kind of create a little game for people. I put it on my social media. I had a lot of interaction with it. People are always sending me pictures of the boxes they found and everything. But then, uh, then so what I did was I, I had one box of white gold, which was should be easier to see because it's white instead of black. Uh, and then if anybody were to have found it uh, and brought it back, I signed the inside. So if someone had their own box, they couldn't bring that one to me. But um if they would have were to bring it to me, then I was going to give them a flat of ammo. And I, to be honest, I didn't think that it was too hard of a place to hide. But on the red course, station 13, I just put it. I actually had to climb on top of my Can-Am to put it in the tree where I did. And uh, no one found it. Though. That's how I got it up there. Yeah. Was that just a shout out to Can-Am? Were you trying to get? Hey, yeah, I'll tell you what. I love my can Yeah. If they want to send me anything, uh, can you can call me. Or send me yeah. an email. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting big like that. We'll hook you up. I'll just, I'll, yeah. I'm just getting golf carts over here. I'm not up to Polaris yet. We get trucks here, Justin. Oh, yeah. 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 I might need a truck. I got mine stuck in the parking oh, lot over there. I did, too. Mine sucked me out of the frame. I had to pull it out of the tractor. Yeah. It was so, well, I had 50 flats of game board in the back of mine. As soon as I got off the road, I just sunk down to the axle. That's pretty right. stuck. Yeah, but I was stuck. pulling trucks out with my Can-Am all week, so that was pretty good. Uh, Challenger. Don't you drive a Challenger? I do, yeah. It's that's my my fun car when I'm at home. We just got a demon in. Oh man! And sold. I thought it was pretty neat to look at. I'm that, sure you'd want to drive one of those. Uh, I would, but it would probably be a bad thing. It, it would be a bad thing for my insurance. <laughs> so uh, we've got Andrew, David. Do you know Andrew Wikey? I do. Yeah, Andrew. He, he was getting excited that we were calling you. He's like, I can't wait to ask him about PlayStation. You know, <laughs> Andrew's in high school. Yeah. And loves PlayStation. He plays baseball. Tennis. Tennis. <laughs> but he's also one heck of a shot. I don't know if you've ever seen him shoot or watched him shoot or whatever. Yeah. But he's going to be, he's, uh, what are you, an SCTP? What, I don't know anything. Uh, NSCA, Sunbeer Honor. Okay. Well, there you go. So be looking for him to come up. He said next year he's going to shoot the PSCA and qualify for all of those. And he's also he's going to try to get on Team USA in the junior. Awesome. Well, class. that'd be good. And hopefully we have a PSCA next year. Yeah. 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 You want to talk about that for the next two hours? Right. <laughs> Let's talk about it for the next five minutes. Okay. <laughs> so is there going to be one or do we know yet? Or Here, here's, this, is the, this is my opinion on it. Have you ever heard of an organization that took a year off to come back the next year? No. No. So I don't have any inside information. Uh, so you can't, you know, don't quote me on that. But, you know, I just don't. I would love to. I thought the PSCA was fun. I thought it's good for our sport, both the longevity of the game, the growth of the game, and the um, uh, evolution of the game. But, uh you know, and I would love to see it come back, but I, you know, unfortunately, I just, I think if if it was going to come back, I think it, you know, we it would still be going on this year with the purpose of, 
of trying to gain more traction. You know, I mean, it's really hard to take a year off of something like that and then come back as big or bigger than you were, uh, you know, when you decided to announce that, you know, you were taking a year off. I, it, unfortunately, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, okay. well, I guess everybody kind of hopes it does. I, I attended a few of those shoots and it was always fun going. So, yeah. I, you know, I know especially the young kids that want to. Oh, yeah. You know, that want to that want to be David Radulovich or Kevin DeMichael or one of them guys. Mm-hmm. They look forward to going to those shoots. So, yeah. you know. I, I th- I think it's cool. You know, I mean, when, when we were having those uh, meetings with the owners, Mike and Dave, uh, they seem really invested in wanting to come back. You know, they hired a media group to do some consulting for them at a pretty hefty price. Uh, and, you know, I, I wish them all the best. And, you know, it, I've sent them emails and called them, uh, you know, try to offer my advice. And uh, I know a lot of other guys have, and we have collectively as a group of professional shooters. Uh, so, you know, like I said, um, I, I really hope it comes back because, I mean, at, at the least, it's just fun to do, you know. Right, right. I agree. Oh, yeah. Um, so what's next? What are you doing next? Uh, well, next we got um, – uh, I'm actually going to go to – have you guys ever heard of Nemecolon in Pennsylvania? Yep. So they got, uh, they got a shoot there called the Hardy Classic, and I go there every year if I can. Uh, so I'm going to shoot that this coming week. That's the first place I ever shot. The first time I ever shot a gun uh, was at Nemecolon. So I, it's kind of like a thing I do to go back, shoot with my dad, shoot with the uh, the guy that was working there. It was the trapper uh, that took us out, uh, has since retired. But we meet up with him and shoot that shoot every year. Um, and it's just kind of like a traditional thing. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. And then I think pretty much from there, I'm going to get ready and head to that Night Stalker uh, Invitational at uh, Cross Creek, which is going to be awesome. Oh yeah. I've heard of a lot of people go and I've also heard of a few that aren't going to go or can't make it. So, um, I know that's going to be a good shoot to go to be, be a lot of fun. Not a lot of people, right? but it'll be a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Um, And I think that's cool. I think the, uh, you know, I mean, I've been to cross Creek multiple times. I've taught there. I was there when they were still building the course and it's in my opinion, it's in the top five best clubs in the country. I mean, it is absolutely beautiful and it's been built at no, uh, sparing no expense. So I, you know, and I think the, the whole purpose of it was not necessarily to make a big shoot, but to just get the best guys there, you know, for marketing purposes and everything. And, uh, I'm expecting big things. I, I think if they do it right, it's going to go over really well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've seen pictures of the place and it looks good. Um, Oh yeah. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about going up there. I hadn't been shooting a lot lately and you know, I just want to go pull the trigger, to be honest with you. I feel um, you. <laughs> uh, Alex, you going? Um, I don't know. I have a check schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is checking schedules. Okay, Kevin, you going? Yeah, I'm going. What, uh, David, what do you think about the uh, way they're doing the pro class there? What do you feel about that? Um. Well, I, I don't know. What do you think about it? Because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, I mean, pretty much, I think they're breaking out the, the people that are invited. Uh, uh-huh. they're, they're breaking them out for separate money and leaving the, uh, the people that weren't invited to compete in Masterclass for their own money. So oh. I, think it's, I think it's a pretty good idea. Uh, yeah. Which brings me kind of to another topic. Um, mm-hmm. In your opinion, let's say at any given regional across the country, um, mm-hmm. How many people do you think have a legitimate chance of winning that? Not naming names, just a number of shooters. I mean, I think you're talking about 
10 guys and then maybe another five guys could break through. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now, now in your opinion, I have my own, but in your opinion, like say the performance you had last weekend, I would consider you getting all of that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. uh 196 is, is owning it. So, mm-hmm. um, what do you think, uh, contributes to that? Why does one guy catch fire? Because whoever that guy is, he just, right. he just will run away with it. Is it, just your attitude that weekend or feeling good or, or practice leading up to it? What do you think about that? I think that's a, that's a really good question. And I think yeah. you could answer it too. Cause the regional right before the one I did, you did the same thing and we both won by five targets, I think. Right. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. So, um, no, I think here's my analysis on this. Cause I've been trying to figure that out too. Cause it's you, after that type of performance, if you're not that guy, you're like, well, how in the world did that happen? Exactly. And, you know, I think that it's, we all, I think really are pretty level in terms of how good we are. Right. Um, but I think that the effort required to shoot at the level that you did at the last regional and the level that I did at this one, um, I think that it, it's so much extra work. Uh, than the normal round um, that sometimes it's easier just not to want to, I mean, look at like in professional sports, watch, watch like the Houston Rockets, Golden State Warriors games, Uh, every single game, the other team blows the other team out by 30 or 40 points. Not to say, you know, how can you say that one team is 40 points better than the other? Because the last week, the other team just beat the other team by 40 points. So I think it's a, I think it's a, a question of, who really, really wants it that week? And, you. you know, and, and what are you willing to, I mean, it's a grind, dude. You know, I mean, it's hard yeah. to put up a score like that. And, 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 you know, I think really maybe sometimes only one guy can do it that week. Right. I agree. I mean, very seldom have I seen two guys leave the pack, you yeah. know, very seldom. Um, you'll see, you'll see one guy leave, but very seldom two. Yeah. yeah, I was just curious how what you thought about. It. That's kind of similar to the way I feel about it. It's yeah. I think it's, you know, walking into that weekend, obviously you're gonna be feeling good. Uh you need to be confident, but also it's how bad you want it. You mm-hmm. know, if any of those ten guys we were, you know, mentioning um want it bad enough that weekend, they're gonna be they're gonna be trouble for sure. Yeah. And I think that sometimes I mean, also look at other guys like I think Derek is a good example of this or Brandon Powell. Um there are some guys that can kind of build that momentum up through like external circumstances, you know? So like for Derek, I think he really rides on highs of his, his previous performance. Someone like Brandon will shoot good based off of the motivation of people not wanting him to shoot good, you know? And so when you get it, it's really hard to do that internally shoot, shoot at that level. And so sometimes you need that other external thing pushing you. Right. Uh, you know, and I think that, you know, from for I know, I know maybe you had something like that um, at the regional the first day with that. Your 99 on that course was five <laughs> birds better than my 99 on Anthony's <laughs> course. Uh, and, you know, so and then here at this shoot, I was like, you know what? I'm sick and tired. Of, I won the world championship last year. I haven't won crap since. I haven't even really been that competitive since. Because I'm kind of just, you know, like when you win a big sheet, you're like, all right, that's good. Let's relax a little bit. And then right, eventually right. I was like, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. You know, I want to win again. And so exactly. then you just kind of something else pushes you to do it. Yep. That's right. Well, that's a good answer, man. I think a lot of people will put that to use. So that's a good answer. Yeah. So what you're saying is a lot of it just mental. 
It's it's all metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a, well, it's once just you metal. get to a certain point, right? right. You know, exactly. Point the gun and know all the, you know, those ten guys we're talking about, fifteen, they know all the tricks of the trade. It's just it's mental then. Yeah. Right. I yeah. agree. So good. So Kevin, going into the weekend, uh, we talked briefly on the way up. Was you were bored? Yeah. Thirty minutes into your trip. Right. And he wasn't. Andrew was driving. You were. You were fired up. Yeah. You were. You were saying you were really. Yeah, um, I was feeling good. Um, good with the gun. Uh, seeing everything was good. Well, one thing that uh, Anthony Matteris told me a long time ago, and I took it to heart. He said, um, "If you're going to win an event, he goes, you're not going to win it the day before, two days before. He's weeks out. You got to picture yourself on the podium. You got to picture yourself winning." and never have any doubt you are. And if you mm-hmm. can do that, it really, really helps. And I'm sure David, you know, he just said a minute ago before he came to the shoot, he was he was tired of losing. Okay, well, guess what happened? He had made up his mind before he got there he was going to win, and he won. Okay, so that is a, that's a big deal. Okay, not saying an E-class shooter is going to say, hey, I'm going to win this weekend. Well, right. He may can win his class, you know, but, you know, it's all confidence-based, you know, so. Yeah, so. and I, I think it's weird, too, because – it, I mean, you, what we just said, you know, I made up my mind. I wanted to win. Well, I mean, I never don't want to win, you know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> but it, right, there's just something else that's like untouchable or unexplainable uh, that, you know, you, it, sometimes I, I think it's like, you know, out on the course, uh, I still want to win, but something comes up and, and, you know, I just make this unconscious decision that, yeah, it's not really worth pushing through this. I'm just going to coast, you know? And I, I don't really know why that happens. And it's frustrating, you know, when it does. But then other times, you know, you just get you just get in the groove and it starts happening and you just, you know, I mean, it's fun. Right. Right. And exactly. Not to harp on the, the PSCA thing, but that's one thing that the cameras can't show is is everything that goes into the sport uh, mm-hmm. prior to and during uh, what shooters, how they're feeling and. All the, the things, all they can see is the target break. Right, right. Yeah. Um, sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Well, tell us. Um, I was, uh, me and Zach and Tom were shooting off for runner up while y'all mm-hmm. were shooting for the fee task. So it was uh, you and Greg and Wendell and Dominic. How did that shake out? What was the, uh, obviously you won the fee task shoot off, but what, what were right. the scores on that? Well, how bad did you beat him? <laughs> I, not bad, actually, at all. It, uh, I wasn't winning until Greg's last pair of the whole shoot off, um, and you know, I, I I was one after the first peg. Um, me, Greg, and Wendell, I think, were all tied yeah. at one down. Uh, after the second peg, I dropped. I dutched the pair in in the doubles. Um, and Wendell and I were tied at a 22 possible. Yeah. I'm 25. Greg was at 23. And then right. we went to the last peg, and I just said, you know what? I, I'm not. I, I need to. I would really like to sweep this. Uh, yeah. And I just I straighted the last peg out. All of us straighted the singles out. Uh, and then Greg shot. I was a leader in the double, so I I got all four. Um, Wendell went up and dropped one, uh, ending on a 21. Greg's still sitting at a 23. He shot uh, lost dead. Lost dead on, on both pairs, end up with a 21, tied Wendell. Uh, and and then, you know, I think they shut off, and I think Greg won that. Uh, yeah. so that's, you know, it was. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I shot the uh, FITAS with Greg. And oh, cool. Going into his last parkour was seven. Mm-hmm. 
and he had two birds to play with um, going into that. And right. uh, I think he missed he missed the air rabbit. Yep, uh, which put him on one nine two. He had one to play with. He gets to his last pair, which uh, was yeah. the black incomer and the and big Shondell. Yep, and uh, he calls pull and misses the big black incomer and yep. then kills kills the Shondell um, <laughs> for the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I figured if there was one to miss, it'd have been the Shondell. The Shondell. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, what but, he, he did. The same thing on, on in the shoot off. He dropped an incomer. Right, but to be honest, I mean, you know, when you got a lot of pressure going on, those are easy birds to miss because they're sure. not moving. You exactly. Know? Yeah, you got a lot of time to think about missing it when those come in <laughs> like that. Exactly. And those, exactly. I, I think uh, Will Fennell uh, dubbed those flying rabbits uh, a rabu, and <laughs> those those things are hard to hit. It's like they're made of steel. I agree. It's really hard to hit them. Really the hard. Middle. Really hard to hit them in the middle. Um, yeah. You know, probably over the course of the weekend, I'd say Anthony had what five of them at least, at least um, yeah. different places, um, which is very rare. So that that was different. That was cool. Did so, he throw any of the rabbits across the water? Uh no. Well, kind of the feet task rabbits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, pretty much every rabbit since the whole place was flooded. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but nothing on the pond. No, but uh, there was plenty of water. Let's put it that way. There was everywhere. Yeah everywhere yep <laughs> so david if you had to tell a young what would you tell a young shooter getting into the sport mm-hmm. what would be your first piece of advice to tell them or to give them as far as what they needed to do or you know yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah um i think the biggest thing is, and so i teach a lot of kids i do the uh that champs camp clinic. Uh, and we've gone through about 600 kids in the past couple of years. Uh, and through that we've had, I don't know how many, maybe 50 all Americans. We've filled all a, a couple of years. We'd every single kid on junior team USA was coming through this, through the camp. So we, you know, we've seen a lot of success through that and a lot of kids that, you know, ended up disappearing and the, the, um, kind of the commonalities between the kids that are successful. Um, and actually two of those kids are Matt Fisher and Will Hinton. And, uh, but um, the, I'd say the first thing that you need to do is you need to figure out where you want to get in the game. Uh, you need, you basically an ultimate goal. You know, where do you want to finish your career at is that you want to be a world time uh, a world champion a multiple time world champion do you just want to be a state champion and you know i mean there's no right answer it's all personal wherever that is you need to determine what that is uh write it down and then you need to think about or research or ask the guys that have done that what does it take to get there and then you need to go do all those things um and because i think a lot of people don't um, they don't really understand what it takes to be at the level that we're at in the game. I mean, you know, I don't know how long you've been shooting, Kevin, but I, you know, I'm 25 years old. I've been shooting competitively with a heart, you know, I mean, serious practice for 17 years. Right. Right. I, I shot my first registered bird in 98. So. Yeah. So, and it's forever. And people don't think that they don't look that far back in the game and see where we were at. Right. You know? And they think that in three or four years, they can be competitive with us and then they get discouraged and they don't do it anymore. Right. Um, and so I, you know, I think you need to have a roadmap 
you need to figure out how long it takes, how much work. Uh, you know, there's always that 10,000 hour thing, but I think there's been a lot more for a lot of us. Uh, and, you know, I would say that's number one. Number two, you, um, you need to never, uh, you need to take every practice bird seriously and you need to understand what practice really is. Too many kids think that practice is going out and just shooting around with their friends or with their parents. I mean, when I was 11 years old, I would go and, you know, I would take lessons with Wendell. Uh, I would have four hour lesson in the morning with Wendell. We'd go to lunch. I'd come back. And for the next four hours while he was teaching, uh, I was practicing one target from one area. I'd have a bucket of ammo uh, and I would shoot one target until the machine emptied from the same spot. When that emptied, they would come and fill it while I went to another place on another machine, empty that one and then come back to the first one. Uh, and then meet up with Wendell again after he was teaching. And we both go out and practice the same thing for the next two hours. And, you know, I mean, that's practice. Practice is repetition and building up something that, uh, you know, you've cemented in your technique. And, uh, you know, that so, you know, make every shot count, figure out a roadmap, and then understand what it takes to get there. And then ask yourself, are you willing to do all that? And if you're not, that's fine, you know. So you coming up, what was the hardest bird for you to hit? Oh man. As you were like the, the very first, the very, what, what can you remember the very first? Uh, like for me, it was a, it was a quarter in bird still uh -huh. is, but you know, I mean, what was yours? But for me, it was, no, I'm, not, I'm talking to David. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> my, for me, my, the hardest bird, the two hardest two birds for me were a Shondell and a rabbit. Uh, and I remember it, for a rabbit, it was just because I was too worried about it jumping and I remember uh, actually Tony Monzingo, uh, when I was with him, he was like, you know what, just shoot that thing as soon as you possibly can off the arm. And oh, I, that's where that that's where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that it did, that fixed that mistake. And then a Shondell, I've always kind of struggled with that. For me, it's reading the line right. And, and so I have a tendency to be stuck inside the line of it uh, and never really get out towards it. And that's, again, where that quick shooting came from, because I know that if I shoot it off the arm, it's a flat line. Uh, and so I don't have that problem, but, uh, those were the two back in the day. And then the, kind of the one that's always been lingering around that, that I, I can, can struggle with here and there. And I think it's because of my shooting style with my, uh, eye being so far off the rib, uh, it's an incoming teal that's just floating there. I, I agree. That's yep. my, I, I dislike that one the most. And me I thought too. that'd be the one you'd say, because for years people have given me, uh, you know, lip about the way I, I keep my head off the gun and finally yep. they're starting to put you in my category. So I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, hey. So now <laughs> we we're to stick together on that. That's right. So, uh, I guess the way we shoot is all about muzzle awareness. Um, yes. you know, and we're basically what we're trying to do with our head up like that is clear our vision where we can see the target mm -hmm. where the muzzle's not blocking, um, you know, our vision. And as long as you have muzzle awareness, uh, everything's good. But you, like you said, a long incomer for me oh, is a nightmare. I don't. I, get I, so I, nervous. I cringe. I cringe. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah, I don't right. like it. Right. I agree. And if there's two of them, nah. Oh yeah, true pair of those. Yeah, you can. But so what I've what I've done to change that is it's about the only bird that I will bury my head on the stock. Right. Uh, and it has totally eliminated that problem. But it took me 15 years to figure that out. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Look, we got a piece of information from the champ. From the champ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, cool. So, all right, we'll talk about one more thing, and we'll let you go, Dave. We know you got things to yeah. do. What if? So, where do you coach out of? Do you just travel around, or are you coaching out of a certain yeah. club, or what? So, I actually haven't taught that much uh, in the past. I really just did those youth clinics, and then I would kind of schedule individual lessons in here and there. Uh, and then I had a few guys that I was kind of building, uh, but I kind of want to change that a little bit. I really enjoy teaching. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I think that teaching, uh, improves your own game because it gives you a good awareness of really what you do and the level of communication you have to have to be able to teach helps you understand what you're doing yourself. So no uh, question, no yeah. question about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so I really enjoy teaching um, and I'm going to start doing it more. And what I want to do is there's kind of a, there are a couple of clubs that I want to hit uh, kind of in a rotational uh, thing. I want, I, I'd like to go to I, I, uh, like South Florida. I teach in uh, Nashville, some Chicago at Northbrook um, out in LA up in Seattle. And then when I'm home, you know, in, at uh, in Medina, Ohio at Hillendale, um, or Cardinal Center, or Dan Bailey's new place, uh, Eagles Nest. But then, other than that, it's kind of like what all of us do is, you know, we'll shoot a tournament, teach for two or three days after the tournament that we were just at. Uh, so, but I don't so, really have one place that I'm strictly at. So, if someone wants to get in touch with you, do they need to just message you on Facebook or? Yeah, I would say if you need to get in touch with me, good luck. But no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Website, uh, Facebook, something yeah, like that. Yeah, the best thing really is an email because uh, all the other stuff gets so clogged up, it's really impossible to keep up with. But an email is good. Um, or give me a call, and if I don't answer, just keep calling me uh, because I know it's important. <laughs> <laughs> back to back to back. Yeah. All right, what's up with the, What's up with the Giants hat? The, okay, I, I so need, I need to know what's up with the Giants. I'm, first off, I have to admit I'm not a Giants fan. That's uh, all Zach. Zach yeah, that's Zach. Yeah. yeah. When we were out in California, I'd never really been out there that much, and so uh, Zach Kimbaum, uh was like, you know, well, we need to. I need to show you what my home state's really about. Uh, so he was taking me all over the place, uh, and we, we did a couple of things. But one of the things we did was go to a Giants game, and uh, he said that. Uh, if I that he'd buy me a hat if I'd wear it, so I said okay, fine. And I, if you don't know me, I have a pretty large head, so it's hard to find a hat that fits. And uh, so that one fits. So what I've been wearing it. What it's, size is it? Twelve. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> is it an eight? Oh, it's over that. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what this hat is. I think it might be nine. Or <laughs> There's eight, no way. Eight and a quarter, no eight way. and a half. Yeah. I don't know. It's huge. You can. It I mean, does. yeah, it's huge. If you put my hat on your head, it'll be like a bowl. Yeah, it doubles as a track. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, David, I appreciate you uh, spending some time with us tonight, yeah. man, and uh, uh, just talking about everything we've talked about. And we look forward to doing it again and uh, and wish you the best of luck in the next few shoots or whatever you got going on next. So, yeah. No, I appreciate it. I think this is a really cool idea. In fact, I was, uh, I've been wanting to do, uh, to start a podcast myself. Uh, and I think it's, I think it's cool. I think the the um, what this kind of brings is that uh, whoever's in the background, and I think it sounds like there's two guys, but who, someone said it where, um, you know, you don't really get this in the PSCA on the TV right. show. You kind of just see the shooting. But, you know, what a podcast does or, or a, a video show or whatever you want to do um, kind of gives you the behind the scenes information on what all the guys that do this 
you know, competitively, what our personalities are like, what we talk about, what we do, um, and kind of get us, get to know us a little better. And then also offer, you know, a platform, uh, I think to talk about and discuss important things going on in the sport that normal people, you know, just a guy that does this, uh, you know, as a hobby, wouldn't really know that would really benefit them. You know, I think there's a lot of cool information that you can get out of people on this. And, uh, you know, I, if you guys ever want me to be back on again, I'd be more than happy to do it. And I think you should, I think it's cool. You get a lot of new guests on here and, and, uh, that's a, it's an awesome idea. Yeah. Yeah. We're the same way. And if you ever get back down to Georgia, I don't know if you ever will, uh, yeah. but you have to stop by and we'll do an episode with us. No, but yeah, awesome. I, I like the idea that you've got your own equipment at your house. I might call you more than you think. Yeah. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, David, uh, I appreciate it, and we look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. All right. Thanks. See you later. See you, Dave. All right. Well, that was uh, David Radulovich, the man as far as it goes in Sporting Clays. Uh, We appreciate his time, Um, and uh, we'll have to get back in touch with him again here shortly. I don't know who we're going to get next. Oh, we'll, we'll come up with somebody this week. Um, I don't know. Zach probably isn't ready yet. He'll be here between the uh, Tennessee shoot and the Georgia shoot, so we'll get him in the studio for that one, get him in here. Yeah. I so, got somebody. You got somebody? Oh, oh yeah. let's keep it a secret. Let's keep it a secret. Oh, a secret. It's going to yeah. be a good one. Do they right. shoot? Do they? Bye. All right. All right. There we go. Uh, one more person I want to talk about is Shelby Moon, one of your yeah. students that did very well in uh, at the Northeast region. Yeah, Shelby's uh, been doing really awesome. She actually shot uh, – she t- actually tied Diane for high score in the Masters Cup. Uh, shot 86, which was a really good score, and uh, gained enough punches to punch in the master class. So uh, Shelby's doing awesome. We're really proud of her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen her shoot. I've shot with her, and uh, she is definitely uh, going to be a – uh, of course. Somebody to be – yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to beat Shelby if you're going to beat somebody. That's right. That's right. Yep, it's good stuff. You, you know, I've been uh, sitting here while we've been doing this podcast watching Alex. Alex has got a mohawk with the phone in his hand. He's smiling. He's got Teddy that's not, Grahams. That's not a mohawk. That's a modified mullet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Teddy Grahams and a bottled Dr. Pepper with a mohawk or a modified mullet. I'm t- I've had a rough day. Yeah. You, you've got it easy sitting in this office (laughs) well hey i appreciate everybody tuning in we've got a i think we had a good episode today and we look forward to being back again next week with another great episode so uh appreciate your time and go to our facebook page like our page share our page um I got Twitter, but I don't know how to use it. <laughs> I signed up for Twitter. I wish somebody could send me a message and tell me how to use it. We'll we're, we're, not, it we're not Twitter. We're not Twitter. We're not, oh, we're not? No, you don't Twitter in 18. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I don't have Snapchat or any of that stuff. So I just have Twitter and Facebook. All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot, and we'll see you next time. All right.